0: C joint in his left shoulder in practice today, not believed to be serious. There will be further testing done this weekend. Major League Baseball this afternoon suspended Oakland A's starting center fielder Ramon Laureano 80 games after he tested positive for the banned steroid Nandrolone.
1: I'm Isaac Lawencron.
2: full court press
3: there is no stopping this team
2: the eggies the jazz the high schools if it's the sport you care about we're talking about it Merrill for the lead he's got it it's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvison I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook
4: I'm telling you I'd hate to see
2: you general manager
5: a team
4: y'all getting paid
5: millions act
2: like the full court press on sports talk radio 106.9 fm 1390 am the fan
0: hey what's up everybody eric franson AJ Salvison here on a friday we made it uh i don't know if you can see it (laughs) now the smoke in the skies holy
4: cow so is that smoke, or is that like clouds and looking like it's
0: going to rain? Oh, it's smoke. Are you sure? Yeah, rolled in. Pretty thick this afternoon. It's just gotten worse. Uh, anyway, but we'll try to survive it. Uh, talk about what's going on in sports this weekend. We've got more from what happened yesterday when we had a chance to talk to coaches and players. Utah State football holding their first media availability as a team for this 2021 fall camp. We'll hear more from uh, what they have to say about uh, how the offseason was, changes in coaching staff, and what this team might look like coming up in the future, this uh, this upcoming year. Um, team USA versus France in the gold medal game tonight, 8.30, and it will be on NBC. And, and uh, also our Friday Five Best. Looking at uh, so, Coach Blake Anderson will be this will be his first year as a head coach at Utah State. So it had us wondering which coaches in USU's football history had their uh, who which of them were the well that's the right way to put it had the of them all their, their first year of all of their first years who did the best job in their first year as a Utah State head football coach. So, I probably made that very confusing to all of you. Yeah. You so, of the football coaches, explain it to me
4: like I'm a five year old at Eric. Utah
0: State in their history, which of those coaches did the best in their first year? Is that better? Is that a little more understandable? You tried. I tried. Uh, if you want to weigh in on that, if you want to give a nomination or a thought or someone to consider, let us know on the Guild Mortgage text line 435. 435- Three three nine zero three two one. I'd like to get your nominations, your thoughts about uh, the coaches that did the best job in in their first year—not the best job overall in their career, but of all the coaches in their first year, who did the best?
4: You want to try again? <laughs> I feel like you could really try again. Maybe I should turn it over to you. <laughs> Um, Erica, there's a lot to look forward to. You know, I, uh, this game tonight, which by the way, is on NBC. They're like broadcasting it on the TV, not Peacock, not Thunderbird or anything like that. It's on NBC. So, uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. Rudy Gobert versus, uh, Kevin Durant. Rudy Gobert versus J.R.U. Holiday. Has his perimeter defense improved, or does he still suck? We'll find out. We'll find out. That's true. So we want to talk about that. Well, and uh, But
0: uh, one other thing we need to mention today, a couple of players with connections to Utah on the move. Oh, yeah. Grayson Allen drafted by the Jazz. Then they send him to Memphis uh, as part of the Mike Connolly deal. And uh, now he's on the move again. He's headed to Milwaukee in exchange for
4: – Sam Merrill you No know its <laughs> and some draft picks. Here is the state of the sports world. Here is what it's like to be a pro athlete. Sam Merrill was guaranteed 1.5 million. If he gets waived by Memphis, that goes down to 500,000. What a kick to the Ritz crackers, man. <laughs> man, hey honey, why don't you get that new couch and sofa you've been always waiting for? Go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and order up some new kitchen counters? Throwing in a cost us nine hundred thousand. I've got one point five mil. We're gonna be great. Uh, yeah, Sam, this is your agent. Uh, because you've been waived, you're gonna get uh, five hundred thousand instead. Okay, sir. Uh, first of all, you're fired. Second of all, honey, cancel those orders. That sucks. But you know what? I let's think it, let's stay hopeful that he doesn't get waived. I don't. Okay, so I don't think for what they gave up, I don't think he's gonna get waived.
0: Right, because they they send Sam Merrill and two future second-round picks. Yeah, Two future second-round picks uh, with Sam Merrill. And I don't think that Memphis would just um, say, we just want to get rid of Grayson Allen. No. And you send us somebody who we're going to waive. No. We just want future picks.
4: I don't think they'd do that yeah I don't think they would either. I think Sam would fit well with Memphis, both I mean systematically wise. And the other thing about Memphis is there are a bunch of young guys. So he's not hanging out with like a ton of veterans. It's young guys around his era is his age. he's able to kind of relate to more. I think it'd be better for him. obviously, he played with the Memphis Hustle. so there's some relationship with the city in itself. uh this This could well, be great. Uh, and to be clear
0: on that, I mean, yes, he did spend, he played five games for the Memphis Hustle in February. Um, those games were played in Orlando in the bubble. Uh, Milwaukee does have its own G League team, but they did not participate in the bubble. So that's why Sam ended up playing for the Memphis G League team, some arrangement that they had. But Memphis as an organization, definitely familiar with Sam because he was playing with their, uh, their G League affiliate uh, in Orlando. Uh, but uh, overall, for the, his uh, first season in the NBA, he appeared in 30 games. He actually started two. Um, yeah, he didn't. his impact wasn't huge. But look, he's got playing experience and he's an outside shooter, definitely improving a lot of different things of yeah. his
4: game. And I think defensively he's getting better too. Again, I, there's going to be some fit into it, but the great thing about Memphis Eric is that it spreads the court really well. So he'll have a chance to create some space um to give him an opportunity to uh, get more shots up. Um Yeah, I I think it would really help. A uh, 2417 Hey guys, I thought you would lead with the trade of the Sam Merrill. I didn't hear where he was traded. Uh, Oh, that's a little. That was four minutes ago. Sorry, I'm late. My bad. Two, four, one, seven. Yeah, Sam Merrill. I'm excited for Sam. I really am, and I think again, if if Memphis gives him a chance, he's going to succeed. He's going to be great with with Memphis. I think he really has a shot to be really good with him. Not a starter, but a good role player. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think it'd be kind of
0: silly for any of us to expect he's going to be an impact player. Oh, yeah. Because they've got guys ahead of him. But you're right to point out that they've got – that's a young team. Um, so, yeah, how that works out, I don't know. It's a, am just pulling up their roster right now on ESPN, and it's a really big roster. So this clearly hasn't been updated.
4: So will he play the summer league or no? Uh, it's a fair question.
0: I don't know. He probably would. I'd imagine he would.
4: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I and 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 I would imagine he will too. I I I wouldn't understand why he wouldn't. Um. Here's the thing about Samuro and and a chance to be able to play in the summer league gives him a chance to be able to uh be around guys just that uh, he'd be playing with and it just rookies his age. Um. And, again, it's about reps. It's about minutes. The great thing about Summer League and D-League is that you get reps and you get minutes, uh, a lot of it. And I think he should be able to have that opportunity to do so. Um, I'd be excited for him. I would. I'd be excited for Memphis right now. Uh, I'd be excited for Sam. I, I hope Sam takes this opportunity to be able to to, uh, to go and get better. But, again, and I've said this before, and I'll say it one more time, I want – Memphis to give Sam a chance on the other hand really surprised that Grayson Allen got traded Grayson had a great playoff I mean against the Utah Jazz was a was a thorn in the side defensively and especially offensively like he started hitting threes that you're like man where did this come from and I, I think it goes back to Quinn Snyder not giving these young guys a lot of chances but then when Grayson Allen got that chance he was really good Grayson Allen was phenomenal and, and for him to get traded to Milwaukee that's a great pickup for Milwaukee in my opinion I I think that's going to really help Milwaukee. Um I don't know if he gets the minutes that he got in Memphis because simply they're deeper. In mem- I mean, in Milwaukee they're deep. They got PJ Tucker, well no, they had PJ Tucker. They got J.Ru Holiday, they got Pat Connaughton, they got the uh uh defen uh, defense what, Chinjo guy. Uh, I believe uh, they've got I mean, they just got a, um a huge supply of guards. So I don't know if he gets it. Oh, and they got Elijah Brown from BYU as well. So I don't know if Grayson Allen gets the opportunities that he got in in Memphis, which is really a bummer because again, Grayson Allen turns out to be a good basketball player, and I think this goes back to Quinn Snyder being like, "What?" Oh, okay. You look excited. You okay? No, I just I apologize. I had to sneak out on you. No, you're good. Um. So, but I. Uh, I would really like to see Grayson Allen get those opportunities that he got in Memphis with Milwaukee. I think they'll be real. I think he'll be productive. At the same time, um, it makes me really upset with Quinn Snyder that he didn't give Grayson Allen a chance because he could have been really. I I think he would have been good for Utah in a lot of ways. Defensively, he was just like he didn't care. He annoyed the crap out of you. Offensively, he was a good shooter. Like with Memphis, he shot it really well. And you're thinking, what in the crap, Quinn?
0: I actually thought Grayson Allen fit in well with the Memphis mm-hmm. mentality. The grind, they they hustle defensively. They're kind of those annoying gnats. That's Grayson Allen. Um, now he goes to Milwaukee and he provides another shooter for them, another perimeter defender. I'm not saying I don't think he's a great athletic perimeter defender, but he'll get after you. Uh, but really, the, the big thing is does Sam fit in with Memphis? Do they
4: decide to keep him? Uh, I certainly hope that they do. Me too. Me too. I'm with you. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, Dylan Brooks, if you're listening, if you touch one hair on Sam's head, I will <laughs> come toilet paper your house. Like this this Memphis team. Um,
0: they've got Eric Bledsoe, if he's still going to be there. He's 31. Tim Frazier is 30. Everybody else is under under 30. Uh, Steven Adams is 28. So that, that's a young, young, hungry team. And I hope to give Sam a shot, a legitimate shot.
4: Yep, I'm with you. Yep, I'm with you. And, I, again, I think he will, at least. And I, I don't know how the summer league works, but I'd like to see him play some summer league ball. Second-year guy, didn't get a lot of minutes. I think it'd be good for him to play playing. Would he play against Utah, maybe? No, he wouldn't. Yeah, I would. In Las Vegas, I think they play against Utah. Well, Memphis don't uh
0: Are they in What are the, the summer league teams in Utah right now? San Antonio and Memphis. Memphis? Yeah. Never mind. So he I mean, this dang deal's it. just going down. It would yeah. take time to be approved before he would join their team. So, dang it. It wouldn't happen that fast. No. Not likely. Uh, and it may not happen where he could join them in Las Vegas, but it, well, it could, because all deals have to be uh, made official by is it by Monday? By Monday, yeah. So light. he could, he or, could join a summer league 4 team. Four p.m. Mountain Time
4: Monday, I think is what it is. Yep. Yep, I'd be thrilled with it. Um,
0: uh, the other big news with the NBA is that um, Kevin Durant. Signing a four-year extension worth, what, $198 million to stay yeah. with
4: Brooklyn? I would. Not, not too shabby. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm paying him, too. Happily paying him.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, not, not too shabby. He and uh, Steph Curry with big fat extensions. In this free agent period. Uh, I guess Kawhi Leonard is going to stick around with the Clippers as well. Really? Yep. Um, They're also going to bring back uh, Reggie Jackson and Justice Winslow. Reggie Jackson was fantastic in the postseason.
4: So they're bringing back Reggie Jackson and Kawhi Leonard, right? Yes. Well, there goes the Jazz chances of being in the top four. Why, Eric? We've already had this discussion. Like, (laughs) oh, everybody gets better. They do. That's your blanket excuse. Everybody. You ignore how the Jazz got better.
0: The number one team in the NBA last year got a guy from Sacramento who
4: quit. quit Let's not talk about it. Who quit on his team? They got Rudy Gay, who's sixty-three years old, and they got Eric Pascal, who's. I mean, we don't. I don't know. I just. I don't. We don't yeah. need to go down that rabbit hole. Let's just again. not do it again. Our <laughs> listeners don't deserve such punishment, and you know this. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but
0: um, now I'm trying to find where I saw that that the uh, Kawhi was going to be resigning. Maybe it was news dot com. Oh, there it is. Uh, this is Om Young Music. Young Misuk. Sorry. Uh, with ESPN, Kawhi Leonard has decided to return. Terms are still being finalized. Uh, he did decline his player option, but looks like they're doing something to extend him. And it comes on the same day that Reggie Jackson agreed to stick around and come back. So, but the question for Kawhi Leonard is when will he actually be able to return?
4: Oh, yeah, see that torn ACL.
0: Yep. So he he may not be back until the end of the regular season.
4: Right, I forgot about that.
0: But, yeah, we'll still say that the the Clippers are a number four team.
4: Yeah, sure. Look, again, you're an optimistic Jazz fan. That's adorable, Eric. It really is. (laughs) Continue that. Hey, we're optimistic even though we haven't got a second round in, like, 20 years. Good for you.
0: Just looking at the numbers, man. Just looking at the personnel. Um, so, A.J., let's shift gears to Utah State football. They had their first official practice on the books today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Anderson, I-, I saw some things, seems pretty optimistic about how the team's getting better today. Um. Uh, Yesterday, we had a chance to speak with him. We spoke to a couple of the players. We spoke to the coordinators. uh, And uh, one of the guys that – well, there's a number of guys, really, that we're kind of excited and eager to see how they fit in. But uh, one of the position groups that we talked about that has depth is the wide receiver court. And uh, not only with the guys coming back, I mean, Devin Tompkins – An amazing target, great speed, Savon Scarver. Uh, McGriff has size. Jordan Nathan, great experience. Uh, Shifty, great in the slot. But in addition to all that, they've also added another great wide receiver who came from Arkansas State, and that's Brandon Bowling. And uh, Coach Anderson talked a little bit about him and how he sees him fitting in at Utah State.
6: He's just so consistent. I mean, he's just absolutely the guy that makes the big catch, makes it look easy. Never the feature guy, always the compliment to other guys that probably get more notoriety. And in every game that close game that we won, you would look back and he would have a critical play. His role on special teams is huge. He he literally could start on all four and has at times. So just the presence of maturity and experience and, and his willingness just to be a great team player, I think that's for the guys around him to – the young guys to learn from that. But just then – we've called him the Swiss Army knife at times. It's kind of been – he just has the ability to kind of help you in so many different areas. I think he'll do the same for us here. And One of the reasons we were so glad he chose to follow us out here.
0: And he's got a great uh, wide receiver coach who turns wide receivers
4: into all-conference wide receivers. Yeah. You know, I think we, – we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Eric, but the thing we kept hearing over and over and over again – is um speed, 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 speed. That's I mean that yeah, and when you run an offense the way that is, that's what you need is speed. Uh, and I'm dude, I'm so stoked about this receiving crew. I hope and I wanted to ask Coach Anderson this yesterday, but I didn't dare. Um, I want can Savon translate it? Can he make it work as a receiver, or do we just say, hey, look, you're a kick return specialist, you're the best in the country? Let's keep it at that because this just hasn't worked the last two years. Man, maybe it is coaching. Maybe this receivers guy, this coach, turns him into being a legitimate receiver, a deep threat that we want him to be. No, I, I agree with you. I think uh, I have ho- high
0: hopes with Coach Cephalo that he's able to help him because uh, we know his speed, his shiftiness as a return man, but he just never really got many opportunities as a wide receiver.
4: Yeah,
0: uh, I but agree. Here, here's more from Coach Anderson about that group overall. Those wide receivers, and you talked about speed. They've got it in in bunches.
6: Yeah, DT Scarve, McGriff, Bowling, um, and that that group. You're going to see a lot of different guys play if we're going to get the amount of snaps that we want. Number one, it means we're getting a lot of first downs because you you play fast and you don't get first downs. It's just really fast three and out. That becomes a problem. But if we're if we're able to stay on the field and extend drives, a lot of guys are going to play. I feel like we can play in several different personnel groupings pretty effectively. We we Just kind of the every day in the spring, you would get surprised by another guy. Jamie Nance is going to be a good addition in speed. The freshman, Nana Davis, I mean, can fly. He's here, had a great summer as well. You're going to get some guys back that were beat up in the spring, Patrick and Q. Those guys miss some reps. I think to some degree, kind of the conversation we had about running back, There are going to be a lot of guys play. However, we have a few guys that you mentioned: DT, Scarver, Griff. I mean, they're going to get Baron, they're going to get touches, and we're going to create touches for them because they have the ability to be dynamic in in some certain areas of the field. I think the thing it does for us is it makes it really difficult defensively to figure out where do we put our time and our attention. Do we double a guy? Do we single them all up? Do we load the box? I'm hoping that we can we can put defenses in 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 really tough. Positions on Saturday to decide how they want to play us. That's the that's the nature and the key of what we do, and a talented receiver room is really important to that. And I think we've got a, a good group. We want to build on it, but I think we've got a really good group with some speed, speed,
4: lots of speed, dude. I can't wait to see that. Like, can you imagine like one guy running a slant route, one guy running a five yard hitch, and the other guy running a vertical route, and if it takes one pump fake, if you pump fake at the right time. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna get someone wide open because defenders get aggressive and they'll bite. And if they bite on a slant or a hitch and it leaves that and it leaves that either seam down the middle or a vertical route down the uh sideline, someone's gonna be open. And, yeah. all, and all you have to do is put it right in the bread basket and they're gone. That's that's what I'm really excited about. I was looking at the release of the fall practice uh for this one. Um, and, uh, just, I was, I was looking at coach's comments. He said, nobody stood out, which is a good thing. And nobody looked like they didn't belong. End quote. Uh, he also, oh yeah. He said, uh, Hunter Reynolds had a pick in one-on-ones, which was good. One of the things we we're looking for is did they stand out in a bad way? Do they look out of place? Do they look like they may not, or maybe they're not quite ready mentally to go out and practice, but I didn't see that. I thought everybody blended in fairly well. End quote. So, again, Reynolds is the uh, first year with the Aggies. He's a graduate transfer after spending four years at the uh, U.M. in the uh, Golden Blue uh, with the Wolverines. Uh, And another player that caught uh, his eye was senior tight end Carson Terrell. He made a pair of dynamic catches, including one in the end zone. Good for him. In regards of the access, uh, or, um, or at least to assess the play of his quarterback during the first practice, he said, quote, I didn't see a bunch of balls bouncing on the ground. We threw a couple more to the white jerseys than we need to, so we need to protect the ball a little bit better. But all in all, it wasn't a bad day. I'm happy for Carson, dude. You remember we used to nickname him Stonehands? Yeah, he used to have a real hard time bringing oh, those man, passes. Oh, man, dude, in. it was like, it's, it, dude, just catch it, man. Soft. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. So, yeah, and then uh, quarterbacks, of course, you have a couple guys throwing picks. that probably shouldn't be one too many. So hopefully they can get that fixed really quickly. It's the first practice. Yeah, exactly, right?
0: Everybody's got to get their feet under them. Yep. Still.
4: Oh. Uh
0: still. I'm really looking forward to next Saturday.
4: Oh, me too. First scrimmage. Me too. See how I it's can't going.
0: wait. Yeah, see how it's developing. Uh, We've got to take a timeout here on the Full Court Press. More from the coach. We'll hear from some of the players. Well, we haven't had a chance to hear from a player yet. We'll do that today. And also a little bit later on, we'll give our Friday Five Best. Ajay, why don't you introduce what our Friday Five Best topic will be for today? Sure.
4: We're going to talk about Friday Five Best of the five Aggie coaches who may have coached in the league at some point as a Utah State football coach and look at their whole entire career and then assess their first year and see who had the best career first year ever as an Aggie coach. This
7: is Cache County Fire Chief Rod Hammer asking for your continued help. The State Forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, the following acts are prohibited. No building, maintaining, attending, or using any fire, campfire, or stove fire, including charcoal grills and barbecues, coal and wood-burning stoves and tent stoves, at homes and in developed camping and picnic grounds. There is an exception for devices using pellets, pressurized liquid fuel, or gas that include shutoff valves. They are permitted when used in an area at least three feet or more from flammable material such as grasses or pine needles. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices including exploding targets. No cutting, welding, or grinding metals in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrester. On behalf of all the firefighters in Cache County, we appreciate your efforts and in- preventing wildfire
8: ascent aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for botox fillers skin care microneedling, laser hair removal medical grade facials and more doctors blotter benyon and robinette of Cache valley ear nose and throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident beautiful and refreshed at ascent aesthetics it's always education first Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to ascentaesthetics.com. That's ascentaesthetics.com for more details.
9: Clear the road. We have supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home. And build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at goang.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G.
0: This is The Herd.
9: The winner in this is also...
2: Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, We're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan. And, um he's right this is the herd weekdays from 10 to 1 on sports talk radio 106.9 fm 1390 a.m the fan the new home for the full court press weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on sports talk radio 106.9 fm 1390 a.m the fan
4: Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, we got a couple of texts. Uh, regards of our Jazz conversation that you think the Jazz are gonna win the NBA championship for the next three years, and I think I, that they I never made that claim. May make the playoffs. 7706, Ajay equals Buzzkill. Guys, I'm just trying to help you be realistic. But you know what? 4086 got a great solution, Eric. Ajay, why are you so negative, my good friend? Do you need another diet, Dr. Pepper, and a moon in a moon pie? Dude, I am. My I had my first ever moon pie from you, thank you, and it was the greatest moon pie I've ever had. <laughs> so That's I pretty would easy claim to make. would love another diet Dr Pepper and a moon pie, and I've earned it. I have, I've earned it. You've earned it with what? Your well, bad Eric, takes. Great bad takes. Oh, I'm sorry, Jazz route in the second round to the Clippers in six. Did I call that? I did. Gal, you're right, man. That sucks. I hate when I'm right. That's a bad take, isn't it? All right, um, Eric, we were talking wide receivers. Uh, look, we all know that the leader of this, this this core right here is Devin Tompkins, as should be. The guy was phenomenal this past season, despite a really horrible quarterback who couldn't throw a ball 20 yards, uh, couldn't lead his receiver correctly. I'm not talking about Peasley. I'm talking about Shelly. The first guy. yep, Yeah, the first guy we probably shouldn't mention again. Um, but Devin it was great, man. He made play after play after play and gave his team a chance every time. Uh, I expect a lot of big things from him. I think he's going to be great. He was going to transfer to Florida State. change his mind. He's back. Grateful to have him.
0: Devin Tompkins certainly you've emerged as one of the best wide receivers at Utah State in a long time, but you've got some competition in the room, which is good, which also means this offense has a lot of weapons to throw to. Um, I just want to start with, in the spring, new coaches show up, you're starting some new practices, maybe some new philosophies. Uh, What was that like kind of having another new head coach and another new
10: offensive coordinator uh, and trying to adapt to that? i um, really like you said it's just about knowing how to adapt. So, uh for me, I've really just like taken like all the stuff that I've learned from all the from having coach Gary Anderson and having uh Matt Wills as well. And you just got to learn to just trust and buy into the process and things like that. So, I feel like once like you know, I feel like a lot of people or everybody on our team this year really is is buying into what uh coach Anderson's brought, you know, especially, for, uh, especially in the weight room with uh coach Jackson and everything. You know, it's just been it's been great for all of us. Uh, This team has speed. I mean, your wide receiver core has speed,
0: but you've also got some newcomers that can do some different things as well. Uh, Generally, about this wide receiver group, what do you see about this group and how does it maybe compare to to
10: others you've been a part of here at Utah State? Um, I think this is probably definitely the fastest uh, and most versatile group of wide receivers I've had since I've been here. Um, Like you have Justin McGriff who's 6'6", but he can run routes like, you know, he's my high, like 5'9". So it's like, and then you got Savon Scarver who can stretch the field just like me, you know, and also has a longer body. You got Jordan Nathan who's going to make great possession catches and he's going to run great routes and things like that. So we just have a lot of different, you know, different kind of styles of players. So it's really interesting. This
0: coaching says they want to play fast. You've been a part of an offense that plays fast. Mm-hmm. Is that refreshing to you, or I mean, how do you feel about that and how this maybe new philosophy fits into how things maybe used to be here at Utah State?
10: Um, I love the fast-paced offense because you get a chance oh, yeah. to just keep your foot on the neck of the defense, you know, and then it keeps them on the toes. And then, you know, not a lot of teams are able to keep up with that type of pace at all, all game long. So you start seeing the other team, like the defense, just starting to – you know get tired and things like that It kind of gives you a spark of energy you just want to keep going you know so I do I'm definitely happy we're in another fast offense you mentioned
0: a lot of guys that have been here for a while that are still here, but then there's some new additions as well, some transfers. Specifically, when I want to ask you about Brandon Bowling. Just what you've seen out of him and he's another guy that's been playing college football for a while and he gets another chance to do even more. So what what have you kind of seen from him and how does he fit in with the system?
10: Brandon fits in great with the system. You know, he's uh he's just hard working, you know, and he's going to make his play. he's going to do his job. So um I feel like just as a, as a group, you know, I can really I know I can really trust him to be on the field with me. I know he's going to do his job and he's going to uh, you know, we're going to work to get each other open and get the ball.
0: And then what expectations do you have for yourself? Like what do you need to do in this fall camp before game one? Like where do you need to go personally? Things you need to work on to get ready for that opener at Washington state.
10: Um, Really, just building chemistry with the quarterbacks, you know, because like you got you got Andrew Peasley, and then you also got Logan Bonner coming in too. So it's like you got two different quarterbacks, and you know, kind of last year we had two different quarterbacks with Peasley and uh, Jason Shelley as well too. So it's just trying to build the the chemistry with both of them because you know like we'll both be we'll be getting reps with both of them. So just really focused on that right now.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Devin. And good luck for this upcoming season. Thank you. I appreciate.
4: it. He's a baller. I'm excited about him. It's fun talking to Devin. Who are you more curious to see how they fare out as wide receiver, McGriff or Scarver?
0: Uh, good question. Um, certainly, I I expect more out of those two than than what they're what they've been giving. Yeah, and I understand like my expectations. They don't care about my expectations, but I think that um, kind of what just what we've seen and know of their potential. I don't think we've really seen it see them go as high as, as they've been I think they can go a lot higher I think they can do a lot more for Utah State I think I'm probably leaning more towards McGriff just because Scarver, Tompkins, Nathan they're all about the same kind of size and, and utility of how they're used. McGriff is different because of his, because he's taller. And he could be more of a possession guy, a sideline guy, you know, corner of the end zone guy. And I just, I would really love to see him be more consistent. I'd love to see him be engaged every play, every down. And I think he can get there. Hopefully with this new coach, uh, wide receiver coaching staff, he will get there.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think it's just it takes some good coaching to get you there. I think he'll get there. He'll, he'll be fine. I. I'm actually pretty excited for him to stand out a little bit more. And, you know, he's going to have to play that wide position near the sideline. And uh, they're going to need him to be a deep threat. They're going to be begging for him to be a deep threat. And hopefully he can do just that, especially on a fast-paced offense.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. Yep. Um,
4: hey, really quickly, 8003 yeah. texts into the uh, show. Uh, wonderful friend, uh, great listener, incredible listener. He says, back in the day, Carl and John proved year in and year out. This team needs to prove itself more than just one season. Eric, are you listening to this? If they can continue the league's best trend, I bet OJ becomes more optimistic. Preach on, brother AJ. And he's right. You know, this is what I'm talking about. Common sense, logical thinking. Eric, they did it for one year. Cool beans. No one cares. Do it for two years in a row. Do what the Warriors did, the Lakers did. Back when the Jazz in the 90s did. Then we can be more optimistic, one year, so what? Oh, yeah, and they lost in the second round.
0: You know I'm right. Well you love to hold on to past problems and uh and not be optimistic for the future, and I choose to be optimistic for the future.
4: Eric. They lost in the second round again. When they didn't have their all-star the point guard when and the, their other guard and, was playing and, on half a leg. And when the Clippers didn't have their all-star power small forward in Kawhi Leonard for two games. The final two games, by the way. So they let a bench guy beat them. A bench guy, man. It was Paul George K. I get it. But it was Terrence Mann.
0: Yeah, that man situation that was embarrassing that they t- they couldn't
4: figure that out. Amen. Okay, so anyway, sorry, back to football. Oh uh, yeah, excited about uh, Devin Tompkins. Hey, tell me about the Browning guy. What do you know about him? I I think uh did you have a chance to sit with him or was that Al? I didn't. Okay, so we'll play his audio later in the in the day. Tell me about the Browning kid just uh have have you been able to do a little bit of research on him? I know we heard from from Blake, but I don't know a ton about him, uh where he comes from and and and, and what he could bring. His size or anything. I, I should do more research, but I haven't had a chance to to look at him. Um, but yes, I, I, you should, AJ. Okay, you know what? Spare <laughs> me. Uh, other than he, he's
0: a, a good wide receiver, but there's always there there always seems to have been better wide receivers next to him when he's playing at Arkansas State. He's been a quality wide receiver.
4: Is he like an X guy or is he a Y? Is he a slot? Uh, Do you know? Like I guess I, it depends on his size. Because remember, I McGriff's mean, like six six. Savon might be a slot. I mean a wide out as well. Um, Devin Tompkins will be a wide out. Like on Brandon the X. Bowling is five nine. So he's a slot. He's yeah. like Jordan Nathan. Oh, hey, Jordan Nathan's back too, right? Yeah, he is. Last year, uh
0: nine starts, eighty two passes, eight hundred and seventy eight yards, nine touchdowns. That's solid production. Wow.
4: Honorable mention, uh, all sunbelt. You're right. Maybe he did have good receivers around him. So put him in the slot. Opposite side of Jordan Nathan. Scarver, McGriff. Carson Terrell is a tight end wide out. It's pretty good. It's a good crew to have to throw to. And Sean Carter, six foot three. Oh, yeah.
0: Don't forget about him. Yeah, I forgot about him.
4: So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of versatility with this wide oh, receiver. Much, it, it, it almost, and I don't want to compare it, cause that'd be just almost sacrilegious. But it's almost the 18 squad. Like some good speed on the wideouts, great speed in, underneath in the slot. Run a fast paced offense. If the quarterback's accurate, there's gonna be a lot of options available. There's gonna be some yards gaining gained quickly. Yeah,
0: that 18 team also had, um, gosh, that short-term memory is like awesome today. Yeah. Um, a great possession receiver. I, know, I can't think of his name. Who, If it was a tight sideline throw, he was always there. Corner of the end zone, he was always there. That's what I think this team needs to establish. They, they, that guy's probably there. We just don't know yet. At least not consistently.
4: That's the that's the key word, consistently. I need something consistently for all twelve games, not just a flash in the pan. And for the last two years, that's what we've been kind of dealing with.
0: Uh, we we've been referencing these coaches, a couple different coaches, and I I like how this coaching staff. Appears at least on paper so far. I mean, I liked what it looked like in the spring as well. Um, They've been very active. They've been, you know, Coach Anderson referred to them as uh, enthusiastic, energetic, and and, uh, teachers. Um, And this is a a coaching staff that's trying to kind of revive some things that used to be here that kind of got lost over the last uh, two seasons. Yes. And uh, here's Coach Anderson talking about his coaching staff. This is a great answer. And, and the roles that they play. Yeah, I love this. And how they're helping this team move forward.
6: Yeah. I deliberately built this staff based on, on a handful of things. Um, clearly, the, the footprint that we're in recruiting-wise had to be taken into account. I wanted guys that had connections uh, here in our footprint, and I think we got that in, in, in Al and in DJ and some of the guys I kept off the field uh, as well. Nick Primsky, his connections to California, Kyle Cephalo, growing up in Boise, playing at Colorado. All these guys kind of had unique connections to the footprint, but uh, some of them had been with me for a while as well. The other guys, you know, either had a connection to the scheme that we were going to run or, or just guys that I thought were phenomenal recruiters. You've got to be a great recruiter, and, and here it's even probably more important because we have to go so far to get to players at times when we run through the the in-state recruits, you're starting to get into California and Colorado and up into Idaho and down into Texas, I and mean, you're going to do some traveling. So, to me, you could got to have great recruiters. But energy, enthusiasm, and just great teachers is, is really – is what I want. I want guys that are fun to be around every day, kids gravitate towards their office, want to spend time with them outside of football, want to build relationships with them outside of football, are going to pour into their lives about how to be a better husband, be a better father, be a better teammate, be a better person in general. You know, it's way more than football, you know, and I think I learned that a lot, probably brought that full circle, just all the things I've been doing in recent years is just, I mean, this is way bigger than football. We want to win at the highest level. We're going to work hard to do so. But if a kid doesn't leave here a better person, hadn't left here building some great relationships and really people that he can lean on when things are tough, then we, we have not done our job. and. Hopefully, that shows on the field. You see guys teaching. You see guys flying around. To me, energy is is contagious. If we walk around, coach with our hands in their pockets, that's the way our kids are going to play. If we fly around with a ton of energy, we got a chance to, to get them to do the same. And, and I'm hoping that's what you saw in spring and, and expect that to continue. So um, I, I've been really, really pleased with the staff. Diversity was another big part of, of the hiring process. I wanted a very diverse staff. I think it's what society looks like. I think it's what has been talked about a lot. And how do you how do you affect change? You affect change by by action. The best thing I could do would show people what I want to see, and that's hire a very diverse, energetic, youthful staff. A bunch of guys excited about being here, and I think that's what we have right now. So.
0: Yeah, and Ajay, we've just we haven't had a lot of interaction with a lot of the staff just yet, but the interaction that we have had, it's been good. And then watching how they interact with the players as well. We've been able to observe that in practices in the spring. And then just uh, you know, our interactions here just more recently as well. So um, it's,
4: it's, so far, so good. Yep. And again, the staff cares are really aggressive. I mean, you see what they're doing in the portal, which is pretty impressive. Um, we have some energy. Uh, again, it's just what the kids didn't have last year, they have this year. And you're all right with that.
0: I think you're going to see that. Translate to uh, energy and, and excitement on the field. Yep, absolutely. I would too. And results. Uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we'll hear f- more from uh, coaches and players. Uh, more about Utah State football as uh, first practice officially underway today. Um, we'll get into Utah, excuse me, U S. Utah, <laughs> I can't speak, USA. That's the word I'm looking for. USA versus France in the gold medal match later on tonight. Love to get your predictions on that, Uh, 8.30 on NBC. And uh, coming up next hour, our Friday five best coaches in their first year at Utah State. Who did the best job? We'll go through the five best there, and certainly love to get your nominations, your recommendations as well. 435-339-0321 right here on the Full Court Press.
7: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership? And we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience. Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com.
0: This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail.
5: White Pine Funeral Services
2: Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan: What's the deal with the Dan Patrick show?
1: Dan Patrick: You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber really,
4: but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay.
1: Because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn oh. to run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's Hall of Famer. Okay.
2: Dan Patrick. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The
0: fan. And the winner is. Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our Scratch and Dent family, Whirlpool. That's right. We now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at Scratch and Dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today. Daryl's,
8: west on Airport Road. A diamond is forever, and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Needham Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable, with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee, with financing available. An investment for generations to come. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Where Utah gets engaged. S. C. Needham Jewelers.
2: Middle of the block at the sign of the clock. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
0: Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, uh, getting ready for Utah State football. Season opener at Washington State. It's not that far away. And this is a team that's uh, still got some things to work on
4: before that season opener. A lot of things. <laughs> uh, developing like, depth. But like, but like every other team, too. It's not just, yeah. And again, we talked about the depth yesterday. It's on the offensive line, how thin it is. It just, dude. I mean, to play 12 games. With a thin offensive line in this conference is not good.
0: So. One of the
4: things that does help, I guess, is that you've got a lot of guys with a lot
0: of experience. Yeah, ton. The transfers, the super seniors, and uh, Coach Anderson actually addressed uh, what it's like having so much experience um, uh, back and uh, having, having guys be able to play for that kind of an extended period of time. And be able to still come back, especially after the weird year last year.
6: Well, Brandon Bowling, I don't know. Logan Bonner, when he's done, I think he'll we'll have played seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think the anticipation of something new and something exciting, and, and and not, you know, dealing with some of the things they dealt with last year. I, I think that I think that excites a bunch of guys. I think the energy that we kind of infused into the spring and. Just the changes that we made in the strength program, I think those were well received, and, and I do. I think it gave them a little bit of a maybe a second win, a breath of fresh air type situation. So, uh, where you typically would say year six would be, man, it's been a long time. I, I think it comes at a good time for a lot of a lot of people considering what they went through over the last year.
0: And The question was posed like kind of an odd way to get around to it. I think it was an interesting question to be posed but it was frankly a little weird in my mind how it was asked but guys that have been in the program for so long and have had so much college football how do you keep them interested for or engaged for even another year some of them could be six-year guys i think for a lot of these guys the opportunity to play football is motivation enough because most of these guys will not go to play football at the
4: next level yeah vast
0: majority of them yep
4: aren't 99.9% of them will be professional or something else other than sports (laughs) given the opportunity to have one more year of playing college football you'll take it yeah oh absolutely yeah sign up for it yeah you definitely would take it be crazy not to um but again we have great talent on this team really really great talent on this team I'm excited about what they can actually accomplish um and what they'll be able to do Uh, again they're not picked very high they're very underrated um, not thought of too much around the Western at least in, in the Mount West division. Um so I think we are gonna surprise some people. Get better than what they were picked, that's for sure, by the preseason poll. Yes. Totally agree.
0: Totally agree. Um uh, let's see, Aunt Jay. Uh, I'm trying to think if we have time to sneak in another player. I'm not sure on some of these lengths. I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. We'll we'll hold off until the next hour. Um, but well, we had several different guys to, to, to get to. Carson Terrell, Marcus Moore, Andrew Peasley, Brandon Bowling, Devontae Henry Cole. There's a lot of guys that we got to, to speak to. Yep. Between and you, myself, and Al Lewis. Man, we, we covered we a lot got of ground a... yesterday. And Ephraim Bonda. We, yeah, we that haven't played it. him yet.
4: Yeah, I was actually trying to think about how I say his name again. <laughs> I couldn't remember how. I threw you a lifeline there. You're like, oh, hell, help. hey, that's from Bonda. Got to get him in there.
0: <laughs> uh, also coming up next hour, we'll get into the Friday Five Best. Coaches in their first year at Utah State. Who was the best? Uh, the closing ceremonies for the Olympics, are coming up on Sunday. The, the Olympics end this weekend. Yeah. Thank goodness. Does that I – mean, really? I mean, have you not really gotten into it at all? No. No. Neither is USA. I saw this just as we were starting the show. I want to kind of, it's an interesting context of what's going on and how the Olympics are going. So, the NFL had a preseason game,
4: the Hall of Fame game, right? Yep. Steelers and Cowboys, it was a thrilling 3 0 lead at halftime. (laughs) Uh,
0: Super exciting. Uh, This is from Sports Media Watch. Despite facing the Olympics, Pro Football Hall of Fame game is the most watched NFL preseason game in four years, up 37% from the last time it was played back in 2019. Those dumb people, what are they watching that game for?
4: It was horrible. <laughs> Dude, it illustrates the power of football. I watched one possession, and I was like, I'm done. This guy was throwing, like, one-hoppers to a five-yard out airmailing you know, a 10-yard route. Just, I mean, I was, Eric, you could have thrown better passes than him. So, yeah, I just... Wasn't that exciting? No. No. I didn't watch. Good for you. <laughs> Saved your eyes. Uh, the, see. the Olympics have been hard to watch. I Dude, mean, there's the I time can, difference, yeah.
0: knowing what's already happened. Well, it's like when it's NBC on, finally decides to it show it. Find it on NBC.com
4: for thirty-eight forty-five.
0: A day. <laughs> well, yeah. Finding the the premier events are they're hard to find on TV because they're not on TV. I have to scroll way up the 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 channel guide to find the different channels that that, that they're on, and you don't know really what's on it. It's been hard. I, there have there been great storylines. Yes, there are every year, but it, it's hard to get caught up and know what's going on. I just don't care enough. And it's also been mired in controversy. Yeah. Simone Biles' decision has been controversial. The U.S. women's uh, soccer team, which has been so dominant for so many years, they lose. They don't make it to the gold medal game. But that's also distracted by them taking a knee at the start of every game. Yep. And uh, we had uh, – there was another athlete who turned her back when she was on the podium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like there's just unnecessary controversy that makes it makes a lot of people tune out, just not want to watch it and pay attention. Yep, that's I- too bad. Because I love the Olympics. I love watching sports that I don't normally ever watch. Uh, I-, I love watching just the the people that stretch the human body beyond the limits that normally we would consider, uh, you know, rational and then just see the, the total joy when somebody wins something cuz you put 4 years of your life into trying to achieve at the highest level. And for some of these people, they've been doing it more than just that. And I love watching those stories about what they overcame in their lives to to get there. But we yeah, it's been hard to catch you almost up You don't forget on all about it that.
4: though. Hey, oh. by the way, how do they decide like who the winner is at the is it by gold medals or by total count? Well, the Olympics don't declare a winner of the Olympics. Yeah, they have like a
0: flag, like, the you know, podium flags. Well, there's like a total medal count, but then there's also a whoever had the most golds. Okay, so which one is it? I don't know. I think they're going off of who has the most golds. I, I, see, I tend to see that more than anything as uh, when they rank countries and how well they're doing. More about the Olympics, especially the gold medal match in basketball, coming up next hour here on the Full Court Press. But.
1: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Cancel your plans this weekend. 19 former players will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's a lot of speeches. It's going to take two days to do it. That might not even be enough time. Wide range of inductees. Peyton Manning leading the way. A lot of pressure to be entertaining, and he normally delivers. And it's very cool Tom Brady's flying in to support his old rival. Then it's a total grab bag because they have a special centennial class from 2020 that will be honored. You want receivers? You got Calvin Johnson. You got Isaac Bruce, Cliff Branch, Harold Carmichael, Defenders. You got Troy Palamalu, Charles Woodson, John Lynch, Donnie Shell, Steve Atwater. Coaches, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, contributors, Paul Tagliabue, and the late Steve Sable. I know Pro Football's Hall of Fame is a little more lax than other sports. But if you're a fan of football, football history, it'll be a great celebration. A long celebration, but a nice celebration to the men who gave a lot to the game we love. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. When it comes to your identity, the folks at LifeLock are calling BS. All those nights working overtime, saving up that money, paying off all the debt, and now some identity thief wants to try to set it free? It's crazy talk, right? That's why LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your information and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. Save up to 25% off your first year. You just have to call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or you can go to the website. You can go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK
9: for up to 25%. Bright green cars! That's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars.
2: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Frensen and Ajay Selvason. I'm going to have to put a one right here, right, Eric? So it's not expired.
10: <laughs> <laughs> he did the same thing to you. I didn't
2: notice yes, that. Yes, you did. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a good forger. I'm...
0: I honestly did not notice
2: that. Here you go. Where's...
8: Sir, this, this expired, expired in 1992. <laughs> what are you doing here? No, that's, that's 2092.
2: <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6. On Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, Bay, 1390 AM. The Fan. And the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We
8: are on sports. Here's what you need to know. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen agreed to a six year extension worth $150 million guaranteed. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson left practice with a sprained shoulder. The Ravens activated quarterback Lamar Jackson off the COVID list. The Titans activated linebacker Bud Dupree from the pup list. Kawhi Leonard will re sign with the LA Clippers. He had ACL surgery last month. Kevin Durant will sign a four year extension with the Nets worth nearly $200 million. Durant and the U.S. men's basketball team is in the gold medal game at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time against France, the team that came back late to beat the U.S. in the Olympic opener. The women's gold medal game is Saturday night, the U.S. against host Japan. Allison Felix won bronze in the 400-meter final, her 10th career Olympic medal, the most for any female in track and field history. White Sox lead in the 10th at the Cubs. I'm Steve DeSager.
2: Court press, there is no stopping this team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvas. I'd hate
4: to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manager. A team, y'all getting paid millions. To act
2: like The Full Court Press On Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM 1390
4: AM The Fan It is the Full Court Press 501 your start time here On a August 6th Hope you're all well Uh, Driving safely We got a little bit of wind out there No moisture Hoping for rain Not getting any rain Uh, I'm Ajay Salveson, Eric Franson here with me as well, and he's going to be running around kind of crazy here for the next hour. Uh, We're putting together some test audio as a bunch of uh, high school, Region 11 football teams are in their scrimmages. We're going to be doing some test audio through that, so he might be in and out throughout the rest of the show. If you want to be a part of the full court press today, you know the drill. Go ahead and text into the show, four three five three three nine. 435 Zero three two one again, four three five three three nine zero three two one. The text into our Gilmore's text line, It's open for you to be a part of the show. Uh, love to hear from you. However and wherever you're joining us from, whether it's on 1069 FM 1390 AM 1069thefan.com or on our mobile app 1069 the fan. Uh let's see here. Justin Zanuck, uh, the jazz General manager has said that the rookie guard Jared Butler or excuse me, Jared Butler will not play in the Vegas Summer League. He has not had physical basketball contact in uh, long enough that uh, Justin Zanuck does not want to risk his first contact coming in a competitive situation. That is from Eric Walden, the jazz beat writer for the Tribune. So, uh, no Jared Butler in Las Vegas, at least not even for Summer League in itself, which is actually a bummer. Uh, I was looking forward to, to seeing Butler, to see what he looked like. I understand the health was a huge caution for them. Uh, they, they liked him even, so they drafted him and they risked that, but just having him in the Summer League... Um, but, again, he will not be playing in the Summer League. He didn't play in Salt Lake, and he will not be playing in Vegas. Again, a big bummer. Speaking of rookies and uh, young cats, Sam Merrill, formerly of the Bucks, now a Memphis Grizzly. He's been traded uh, to Milwaukee uh, as well as two first-round picks. And Memphis gives away Grayson Allen. A good shooter, really helped him out in the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, instead, Sam Merrill is going to be headed to Memphis. I would... I, and I hope this isn't the case, but I assume that they're going to decide um, to waive him. Now, the the problem for all this, we talked a little bit about it in hour number one, so if you're just joining us, uh, you're tuning in, but the problem for Sam is that if they waive him, he has a guaranteed contract of $1.5 million. Well, at least there's a guaranteed 1.5 million in that contract. If he decides, or excuse me, if Memphis decides to waive him, that goes out the window. That's done. Instead, it turns into 500 thousand. The kid goes from 1.5 million guaranteed to 500 thousand. Welcome to the NBA, rookie. That's a bummer. But again, he is headed to Memphis. I hope they keep him. I like the young group that they got uh, in that in that uh, Memphis locker room. Of course. Uh, Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, hey, look, everybody hates Dylan Brooks, but Dylan Brooks is in there. Uh, they don't have a big man, which is kind of a problem, but uh, they've got some really good young talent in there that they could use, and I actually like their chances of uh, of using a couple of these guys, um, and, and hopefully Sam could fit in well into the rotation, uh, get some more minutes, get some more reps, and have a chance to play on this Memphis Grizzlies team. That'd be That'd be pretty cool, but we'll see. Uh, it's uh, yet to be determined exactly what his role will be or if he'll even have a role on the Memphis Grizzlies. But again, he's been traded to Memphis as well as two second-round picks in the future for Grayson Allen uh, of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, formerly now a Milwaukee Buck. Eric, uh, joining me here, by the way, it's your, your it's your other mic. I switched it for you. Yeah. Thoughts so on this one? Yeah. I, I'm not like Cody. I push the right buttons.
0: So you can hear me okay? Yep. Where I'm at over
4: here? Yep. it's great. Okay. Hey, no. Or is it better like this? You are such a five-year-old, dude. Yeah. I would to slap you. What? Hey, you know what? Somebody slapped.
0: It's you. How are you were messing with the phones today in the office? I
4: know. Bull You were creating no. a lot of distractions. No, no. I'm trying to get work I, done. Oh, are you okay? I should see how many missed calls I got from Eric Franson. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We discovered a feature on the phones that we didn't really know existed. It's not a good feature. Or if by the we way. did, we all forgot. We're getting a new <laughs> system in here anyway. But
4: oh, we are. When's that happening? two thousand twenty-seven. I don't know. Hey, uh, no, Jared Butler for the Vegas Summer League. I'm kind of bummed out, man. I was looking forward to. Oh, seeing Oh, really? Play. That's yeah. been official. Yeah, they're they're sitting. Is up. that
0: because of the the trade hasn't been made official yet, or what? Uh, no,
4: they just uh, they health wise, they're not ready yet for him to to go out there and play. That's not good. No. No. Like, here's the no wonder he fell in the draft. They said he has not had physical basketball contact in, in long enough that Justin Zanuck does not want to risk his first contact coming in a competitive situation. Okay. But according to Justin... I'd rather
0: him be healthy for the regular season than during a summer scrimmage. Yeah.
4: Well, but according to Justin Zanuck and Tony Jones tweets this out, he is fully healthy. So he's fully healthy, he just hasn't had enough physical contact in a long enough period. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, uh,
4: yeah, yeah. What? Exactly.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. What does that even mean?
4: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, fall camp today was uh, first day for the Utah State Aggies. Here is Coach Anderson on fall camp and how things went.
6: That was good. Energy was good. We, we started on time. Got through with no injuries, and the veterans looked like they, you know, they knew what we we're doing, and that's kind of the test of day one. You don't do any install meetings; you go out and practice day one and find out what they learned over the summer and just kind of um, what they retained. And I thought, in those senses, we got we got good work done today. Conditioning-wise, being able to hold up to the tempo of practice, the you know the amount of reps that we got, the fact that we're having a sprint off at the end, and we're still running well at the end; those are all signs that you know, obviously we had a good summer. One of the things you're looking for is do they stand out in a bad way? Do they look Do they look out of place? Do they look like maybe they're not quite ready mentally to go out and practice? But I didn't see that. I thought everybody blended in fairly well. Put pads on, it'll, it'll start showing you know, a little better in a few days.
4: That's Coach Anderson uh, after the first fall day of camp for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, a, a couple things I'm looking forward to is watching the wideouts. So, again, practices are closed to uh, the public. Uh, Media is allowed to be there after practice and interview players and coaches as requested. But um, the scrimmages next Saturday again at 11 a.m. and then the 21st, which is the Aggie Family Fun Day uh, tradition, that will be at 12 p.m. What I'm looking forward to the most is watching the wideouts. We we've talked about it already at nauseum and in Spades, but just seeing the receivers is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, and and how they gel with whoever's at quarterback, whether it's Peasley, whether it's Bonner, whether it's Cooper. um, uh, Those are the three quarterbacks that uh, Coach Anderson mentioned yesterday. Obviously, Cooper was kind of brief mentioned, but Peasley or Bonner, whoever it's going to be, their chemistry with the receivers. They got some experienced receivers coming back, McGrief, Tompkins, Scarver, uh, Carson Terrell's back, and uh, it sounds like he had a really good day. Um. So, i intrigued by that. Actually, really intrigued by it. All right. We're going to... Throughout the uh, second hour, you're going to hear from some coaches and players. Uh, you'll hear from Andre Grayson Jr. Uh, you're going to hear from uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon uh, You'll also hear from Coach uh, Bonda, uh, who will uh, be the defensive coordinator. I got a chance to sit down with him for a little bit and talk to him. Carson Terrell, obviously, is another big addition for this team. In fact, let's go ahead and hear from Carson Terrell. Now i got a chance to sit with him, uh, talk with him about what he's trying to work on this year, uh, and looking forward to the season starting. Here is Carson Terrell, the tight end for the Utah State Aggies. All right, really looking forward to this one. It's the uh, senior tight end, 6'5", 240. He comes from uh, Lehigh in Utah County, and he comes over here to Utah State. Your journey to Utah State, uh, Was that, did Utah State offer or How did that journey go? How did you get here?
11: Um, I mean, yeah, they were uh, one of my offers coming out of high school. Uh, came you had a few of didn't you? Yeah, I had, I had a few, but Utah State just really stood out to me because of the people at the program. Um, I took a visit and fell in love with the teammates, the coaches, and then just Logan overall. It kind of fits my personality, kind of small town, uh, nature all around, Canyon. So, yeah, I just, yeah love with it, so
4: you've had a lot of experience. You've placed your freshman season, you played 12 in your freshman season, you played 13 games, and then, of course, in a shortened season last year, uh, you had a little bit, uh, I guess, well, your junior season played 12, but then even in your uh, shortened season, you start every game. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, as an experienced leader, what do you want to improve on it going into the 2021 season? Um,
11: I mean, something with me that I've always wanted to focus on over the offseason is obviously just getting bigger, stronger, just becoming a better athlete. And um, I think I did do that with the help of uh, our new strength coaches. They're fantastic. Jackson's a great strength coach, and I think he, a lot of kids on the team have become better athletes over this off season. But uh, for me, um, this spring ball was really nice because we actually got to, you know what I mean, have a little bit of the playbook and stuff like that, which is – Good going into a summer because you get to see what, <clears throat> you know what I mean, you need to do to be successful in that offense. So I, be, I think a big part of it for me was just becoming more agile, better footwork, better routes, and just better hands. So.
4: Your offense is going to be Mach 9, hair on fire, going at, mm-hmm. like, just crazy pace. Uh, I know you've done this before. This isn't your first yeah. role that kind of an offense. What is different about this offense compared to maybe the couple of the past?
11: Um... Well, I would say the only similarity is the tempo, but uh, Coach Tucker, I mean, the offense is a lot more dynamic, there's a lot more plays, a lot more things that we can do within the offense, and I mean, yeah, it's it's fun, <laughs> it's Logan, always fun to learn a new offense.
4: I know Peasley's back for another year, at Cooper Legault's here, and now you have Logan Bonner, coach yeah. said in his press conference it's a wide open QB competition, but what, what have you seen from the quarterbacks?
11: Uh, just competition, man. Uh, you can tell all those dudes want to play, and um, no one's going to give up that spot. Um, I mean, and that's what you want out of a quarterback. You want a competitor. You want a leader, and you want somebody that's going to want to be out there every Saturday and wants to win. So I think all all of those guys have that in the quarterback room, which is good to see. Do you
4: feel like you can build chemistry with whoever the starting quarterback is? Uh, I know it's kind of a dumb question, but, I mean. Yeah, that's funny because
11: my dad asked asked me the same question when I was home over the break because I – was home and I was throwing with my high school quarterback oh. and he was like "How is it catching balls from your old high school quarterback I was like honestly at this point it just all kind of feels the same like <laughs> when I'm when I'm running a route like I'm not worried about who's throwing me the ball it's kind of just what I have to do you know what I mean catch the ball ride the, run the right route get open so I mean I look forward to whoever's quarterback
4: what have you seen in me, Ant- to Coach Anthony Tucker as your new OC
11: um, I really like him he's cool calm <laughs> and collected and uh, this
4: is your third offensive
11: coordinator in three years yeah 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 we've had a lot of offensive coordinators so how's that been doing it's it's been fun honestly because i mean as a football player um just learning just new offenses and stuff like that i think really develops you as a player
4: have you been able to soak all the information
11: in i mean this is yeah yeah i mean well that's the thing is like after once you learn an offense there's a lot of similarities throughout all offenses the biggest thing is they just call things differently so i mean it makes it a lot easier to pick up new offenses and stuff like that so
4: you're no one's counting 30 days away from Pullman, Washington to face the Cougars yep. on a Saturday night, yep. 8 o'clock.
11: Uh, how excited are you to get the season going? Oh, I can't wait. Dumb play, because, but. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, my quarterback from high school plays at Washington State. So.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So,
11: we'll, I'll have to get in Coach Anderson's oh, ear to let cool. me play some defense. There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, we got a good schedule lined up. We played BYU early um we're coming right out of the gate against some good competition good teams we play boise state early we play air force early i mean those are teams we usually play mid-year or towards the end so um there's no feeling out process this year you know what i mean we're going to get thrown into the fire and i think me and as well as the rest of the team is really looking forward to it um, um is your
4: friend going to be starting at washington state or is he in the um you know yeah i think
11: going? it's it's still a quarterback battle. Yeah. Um, Obviously he's confident he's gonna win it. Sure. So.
4: As he should be, right? Yeah.
11: So um, I hope he does. It'd be great to see him out there playing. That
4: would be pretty cool. So
11: it's always fun to play against high school teammates. Like back in my sophomore year, uh, when we played the Cougs. Uh, yeah. My buddy Down Holker was there playing tight end. So and he's back from his mission. So we get to see him again this year. And we also have Cade Moore, plays wide receiver, at BYU. Lincoln Bunker. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Good to see a lot of friends and. You know what I mean? Kind of see what they can do on the field. It's
4: against Carson, cars. I can't wait to see on the field, man. I'm so yeah. stoked about this. Can't wait to see September 4th. Stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, have a great fall camp, but we'll see you uh, in Washington. That's uh, Carson Terrell, the tight end. Uh, followed up Dax. I mean, there was tough shoes to follow, man. First of all, I didn't realize this until the interview as we were going through it and you recognized it, but that's his third offensive coordinator in three years. Like, come on, man. Help a brother out.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was interesting hearing from uh, Coach Tucker about how he uses tight ends, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think Carson Terrell is still very much going to be a part of this offense. Yeah, me too.
4: Oh, absolutely. A very big part of the offense, too. But he also admits that we we use tight ends in the run game,
0: but we also need guys who can be able to to catch and run themselves. So, um, yeah, I think Carson Terrell is going to be doing just fine in this offense.
4: All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, speaking of coaches, it's our Friday Five Best. The five best Aggie coaches in their first year at Utah State. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, and 106 on the fan.com. Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you
0: for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique
1: style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on
2: 14th North or online at crystalvision.com.
9: If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb to curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512 0014. That's 512 0014.
7: Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com tech. Les Olson
8: Company
2: well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to The Doug Gottlieb
7: Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out, he could become a free agent, he could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30 plus million for three years, because the reality is, he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA finals, and eventually the NBA finals warmed down. That's just the reality. Of it.
2: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
0: I'm not done with you yet, Eric it's there It's been done
4: <laughs> I <I'm gonna> swear <laughs> Disturbing news Due to last minute issue Jimmy Fredette will not Be on the Nuggets Summer League roster Per source I don't know, you're super disappointed I am I wanted, I wanted him to show up Sam Merrill
0: if you want to just keep giving him more and more chances.
4: But, oh man. Uh,
0: last minute issue gotten in the way.
4: Dude, there's some BYU fans on here that are livid right now. One person. Too one, bad. One BYU fan. See, told you he never gets an opportunity. <laughs> What if that last-minute issue is that
0: the Nevernuggets say, you know what, never mind?
4: The heck with this. We saw some film. We're good. We're fine. We don't need it.
0: The Lonely Dragon can stay in Asia.
4: <laughs> All right, So for our Friday Fight Best. Eric's got to get to some other things here in about a few minutes, so we're going to hurry and get through this. Our Friday Fight Best... Five best Aggie coaches in year number one of their coaching stint at Utah State. We had a couple of texts come through. We're going to get through those first. Uh, 4086, John Ralston, Tony Knapp, Chuck Mills, Phil Kruger, Bruce Snyder. If you want to add Matt Wells and Gary Anderson as well. 9315 uh, says, uh, I'm just guessing, but I bet you it's Matt Wells. Fair enough. Okay. Matt Wells is a good guess. I like Matt. I think he did a great job, actually. All right, uh, Eric, who is your number
0: five? All right, number five on my Friday Five Best, uh, I've got Gary Anderson. Now, in his first year, he only went four and eight. Okay. And his teams did uh, get outscored, 349 to 408 that
1: year. Uh,
0: That was 2009. I want to make that clear because it's his first year at Utah State. Okay. But what he did in that year was not so much reflected in the wins and losses, But what was changed in the culture and attitude and perception of Utah State football? He was starting a big culture change in Logan that has really helped the program since then. He turned things around in a way that helped Utah State get into the Mountain West Conference. Had it not been for Gary Anderson at his time in Logan, Utah State could have very well still been in the whack. But his first year, yes, the wins and losses, they weren't great. But it's what was happening in the locker room and in the community is why I have him at number five.
4: Fair enough. I'm okay with that. Absolutely okay with that. Dude, I, you know, I, when I was doing some research, just if I may step here, but I didn't realize we had so very few coaches who actually had success in their first year. There's I mean it's for how many coaches list. they've had? It is a short There's list. not a lot of coaches who actually you look at him and say, "Oh man, they were good." Um I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to actually still uh before 086 brought this up, but uh John Ralston. He went in 1959 in his first year, he went 5 and 6. Now, by 62 that team was 8 and 2. He then went to Stanford and struggled mightily with Stanford wasn't really that good, and then went on the San Jose State after. Uh, but uh, just, I mean, in your first year to take over for a coach, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look at this again. I haven't had a chance to do a ton of research on it. But in his first year, uh, or after Evan Fonsi, I believe was his name, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he went three and seven in his last year. Did Evan? And John Ralston comes in and goes five and six, nine and two, nine and one, eight and two. He went 2-5 and five in conference play, but they were on the upward trend. Not a lot of evidence, but based on the record and who they beat, they actually were moving upwards. So, Tony Ralston, or I mean, John Ralston's my number five.
0: Okay. I like that. I considered him in my top five, my Friday Five best. Number four for me is Chuck Mills. Oh, Chucky. First year at Utah State in 1967, took the team to a 7-2-1 and one record. Whew. Uh, Wins over West Texas State, Memphis, Pacific, BYU, Montana, Utah, San Diego State. The tie was with Wichita State. Did lose to New Mexico State and Colorado State. Um, But uh, a a good, well-balanced team and uh, and 7-2-1 in his first year at Utah State.
4: That's impressive. (laughs) Uh, Hey, was there a Chuck Shelton, too, that coached at one point? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, I nearly got the two confused. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, okay, my number uh, four is Tony Knapp. Now, he left Pittsburgh to become an assistant under uh, John Ralston in 59. Uh, and then, in fact, Merlin Olson. he's a big reason why uh, he was as good as he was is because of Tony Knapp. So then he went 26-3 and in his final three years at Utah State. But in his first year... At Utah State, they were a solid eight and two on the season. Um, they, uh, in, I mean, throughout their time as well, they also beat. Uh, in fact, he was three and one against BYU and two and two against Utah. Again, and BYU was pretty good back then. I don't know how good Utah was, but uh, mm. when I, I did my research, but BYU was decent back then. So yeah, Tony Knapp. Okay, as my number four.
0: I have Tony Knapp as my number three okay. on my Friday five best uh, for a lot of the reasons you detailed um but also not only did he get key wins uh, he also he beat BYU in in his uh, first year didn't beat Utah he lost to the Utes um but they out his first year they outscored their opponents 317 to 99. oh good heck. dominance in his first year uh in Logan with the Yaggies.
4: Wow. Good one. Okay. Uh my number three is going to be Chuck Mills. I just flip flop that. Uh seven two and one in his first year at Utah State. Uh you already mentioned the big wins he got over BYU in Utah. Uh and and if if I remember right, I've never met the guy. I met Chuck Shelton. I didn't meet Chuck Mills, but I heard he was a super, super good dude too. Just off the field. He was really kind and good with people. He been and he had a coaching career like he was in Chicago, Mount Carmel in 51 citrus jc in 56 indiana state from 62 and 63 arizona in 65 kansas city chiefs as an assistant in 66 came back to utah or came to utah state for in 67 then went to wake forest southern oregon and coast guard i don't know what coast guard is but yeah yeah well you don't know what the coast guard
0: is no. You didn't know they had a football team? Uh-uh. I didn't know the Coast Guard had a football team either.
4: Yeah. When I just looked at that, I was like, that's got to be a mistake, but <laughs> maybe
0: not. Uh, number two on my Friday Five best, Utah State had football coaches in their first year. E. Lowell Romney. Uh, he went 5-2 and two in 1919. And this is kind of significant because the year before, 1918, they didn't have any games. There were no Utah State football games in 1918. The reason? War and influenza. What? Spanish flu. It was a coronavirus type of year. They shut down football that year. And so the following year he comes back in his first year as a head coach at Utah State, goes five and two. And get this, AJ, this is how he started his football career in Logan. One hundred and thirty six to zero over Idaho State, followed by a forty seven to nothing blowout of Montana.
4: They've got to be better. you got to be better offensively.
0: two games as a head coach, he outscores his opponents 183 to 0. Of course, he went on to have a very long and successful career uh, really establishing Utah State football, and the uh, stadium was appropriately named after him. It's too bad there's still not a little bit more of a presence of his name on that building, but still. low uh number two. And my Friday five
4: best of Aggie coaches in their first year. Dude, that's a good little history. You know who we should have had on for this thing? Honestly? We should have had Al Lewis. Kind of a shame we didn't ask him. Al was... Dude, Al could give you so many history lessons on this.
0: Or Craig Hislop.
4: Oh, dude, Hislop would have been great, too. I love Craig Hislop. Okay. All right. So, uh, I was debating, and I I was trying to find reasons to put him here, but I couldn't ignore it. And I I do it more so because of what you said at the number five spot of Gary Anderson. Like, we, if anybody knows how miserable Utah State football was, it's you because you were helping cover the Aggies. It's Al Lewis. It's Craig Hislop. I mean, just how atrocious things were. Especially after Brent Guy came and things were a disaster. Before him, McDeney, Not great. Right? Uh, just then, a skosh below mediocre. Never above. Yeah.
0: Always just a little below.
4: And then you had, uh, who was it? Dave Arcelino. Before that, he wasn't good. Uh, he went four and seven in his two years.
0: Yeah. Old Gary old Anderson.
4: I, I love what you said. And I was, I mean, I hope it, it, it reams well with, with number two. But... I heard stories about the first uh, term Gary Anderson and how amazing he was with people, the media, with players, his energy. I still remember sitting here in the studio with you guys when they beat Utah in overtime and listening to Al Lewis's call on that game was like one of the coolest things. It still gives me chills thinking about it. And it's so unfortunate that I, haven't, I didn't appreciate it or have the time or at least the knowledge to appreciate Gary Anderson like I should have. Uh and I know like you said, he went four and eight in his first two years, or four and nine or four, no, sorry, four and eight, four and eight in his first two years. But man, did it just escalate quickly after that, right? Bowl games like we're going to the Boise Seattle Potato Bowl, which back then we were like, Oh my gosh, we're in the Fiesta Bowl. We did it. It's a bowl game. Guys, BCS, baby. I mean, but it was awesome. It was it was a great feeling for for Aggie fans and for us as a media. Um, obviously, term two did not go as well—not even close. But I don't think Gary Anderson's ever going to get enough credit for what he did in his first stint with the Aggies and putting it back on the map.
0: Right. I I hope that the the his legacy of what he did to Utah State football and changed its trajectory. I hope it's not too tarnished by his second stint. And nor should it be. By the way, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't great. First year wasn't bad. The second year was bad.
4: Yeah. Oh, second year was horrible. It was bad. Yeah.
0: It was really bad.
4: Oh, it was a disaster.
0: But I I hope people don't focus too much on that. Yeah. And give him the credit that is due for how he changed things in Logan.
4: Yeah. For For the better.
0: Became a football town. Yep. Because of Gary Anderson.
4: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Number one, I'm sure, is going to be the same for both of us.
0: Uh, We haven't mentioned his name yet. I mean, it's hard to argue anything other than Matt Wells. Yes, he was given a a silver platter that was full of the most delicious food you could imagine for him to play with.
4: But at the same time, it is easy to screw that up too. We've seen that. It is easy to like, hey, here is a turkey that is prime and roasted well, fresh potatoes and vegetables and fruit. And then you're carrying it back to your desk and then you drop it all and it spills all over the floor. It's possible that can happen. As you said, we've seen it before.
0: Yeah, went nine and five in 2013 uh. in his first year as a head coach. Uh, period. He had no previous head coaching experience, um, but wins over Air Force, Weber State, San Jose, New Mexico, Hawaii, UNLV, Colorado State, and Wyoming. Went to the conference championship game. Utah State hasn't been back since then. Uh, they, they went to a bowl game, beat a top 25 team in the bowl game. Um, and a very solid team. Yeah, great team. And uh, the the inaugural year in the Mountain West, everybody was worried. Ah, oh, Gary's gone. What's this football team gonna look like? Matt Wells just picked up the baton and kept it going.
4: I'll never forget, like that eighteen season. Just, I mean, the way he was able to bring kids together and dominate the way they did. I mean, they put on a show every day. Every Saturday was a show of entertainment. It was incredible. Uh, I mean, they had close losses to uh, well, Michigan State. Uh, who, who else did they have? Not Wisconsin. I can't remember. Well, they lost to Wisconsin pretty badly. If I remember, it's like fifty nine to ten. But he just. I mean, the one problem is he couldn't win bowl games for a long time. I mean, he lost to. They lost. They had a bad loss in the New Mexico Bowl to Akron, a game they shouldn't have lost. A game that shouldn't have been close, and they lost that one. Uh, they ended up beating North Texas. I mean, after you know he took off, I guess he didn't even beat him. It was Frank Miley. But his bowl record was not great. That was the one thing I held against him for a long time.
0: Well, okay, but at least he went to bowls. A lot of Aggie coaches didn't go to bowls. Matt Wells yeah. regularly took the Aggies to bowl games. The bowl games, yeah. There's very few Aggies who can say, on a regular basis, Aggie coaches took their teams to bowl games.
4: And he throttled BYU twice.
0: He always played well against Air Force. Oh man! Played well against BYU. No, but in his first year, he stands above everybody else. By all means, granted, he probably had the best position coming in to be but the next coach. But again, you
4: can screw that up. But, but it's possible. But
0: look, like there were other guys who had opportunities to follow up a successful coach, like uh, Charlie Weatherby got the team improving, went to a bowl game. Then it kind of slipped a little. John L. Smith got the team to a bowl game. Things looked like they were turning around. Dave Arslanian comes in, and it slipped. He messed it up. It went bad. It went south. So you're right. Look, Just because the team before was good doesn't mean it's going to be automatic that the new coach comes in and has immediate success.
4: I would agree. Uh, Eric's got to take off. He's got some stuff to do to get ready for uh, next week's high school football season as we about get that underway. We were one week away from that. Believe it or not, uh, stick around with me. I'm gonna we're gonna play the uh, the audio from Bonda, Coach Bonda, the defensive coordinator. You're gonna hear from Andre Grayson Jr. as well. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with him, and boy, he has a new demeanor about football season. I mean, what the coaches have brought in, and the grin he has on his face—he can't wait to hit somebody. <laughs> Pretty cool. All right, awesome. we're have that much more here. About on the how like
0: I feel about you when you mess with the phone system here okay. in the office. I
4: didn't touch the dang phone system. I didn't touch it.
0: This is The
4: Herd. The winner in this is also
2: Colin Cowherd. There's
4: not as many smart
2: people as you think, you know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him, you know,
8: no thanks, we're, we're good.
2: Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan and um, he's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
9: Bright green cars. That's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. And the winner is Darrell's Appliance in beautiful
0: downtown Benson. Voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Darrell's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our scratch and dent family, Whirlpool. That's right. We now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at scratch and dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today. Daryl's West on Airport
8: Road. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year. Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling, 145 North. North, 10th West in Logan.
2: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
4: Full Court Press here, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the fan. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Hope you guys are doing well. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get to some audio. So I was debating here. Uh, Al Lewis had a chance to sit down with Logan Bonner, who is the uh, transfer quarterback from uh, Arkansas State. Sorry, I'm losing my mind today. And so I, I was debating on if you want to hear from Bonner or Coach Bonda. And I, I decided we're going to go with Bonner first, and if we have time, we'll go with uh, Coach uh, Bonda. But uh, I, th- I think you guys should have the chance, Bill, to hear from uh, Logan and his story of getting here and what his expectations are here as uh, competing for the starting quarterback job uh, and his thoughts also on Blake Anderson. So here is Logan Bonner, the transfer from Arkansas State, uh, who is behind center and some say the presumed starter.
5: All right, well, Logan Bonner, uh we are looking forward to seeing you on the field that's how was that in spring football to just watch all the time
12: yeah it was pretty frustrating i mean i got here second week and then we we're in practice and my foot snapped and i knew it was it was significant um so i got surgery and then knew i was gonna be out for spring so it was really frustrating but there's nothing i could have d- did to prevent it so we're uh we're rocking and rolling now I'm released and ready to roll
5: is the system that's going to be run here the system that was run at arkansas state
12: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's some different, um, things that go into it, like, um, freedom for the receivers a little bit more, um, in certain situations, but for the most part, yeah, it's pretty much the same. So you didn't have the spring, Andrew Peasley did, Mm -hmm. what would you evaluate and how would you
5: evaluate Andrew and what he did? And I'm sure in the quarterback room, you tried to help him. He's Mm -hmm. probably trying to help you whatever.
12: Yeah. I thought he had a really good spring. I mean, I I thought the guys all improved a lot and I think that he was, uh, really, he was really getting at the end of spring and I thought he had a really good spring. Mm
5: Mm-hmm you're what kind of quarterback are you or do you have certain traits or how would you describe yourself
12: yeah i'm more of a pocket passer i mean i can make any throw on the field um, there's not one i think i can't not make um but i'm really an uh, anticipation guy um balls coming out a lot before the receivers and stuff like that and i'm also a guy that can make plays with my feet if i need to um i'm not looking for that but if i have to do it i can do it whenever i need to and uh, help the team win what do you think of the receiving group at utah state logan I think I'm I'm really pleased with the group. I mean, I think the guys are really mature and bought in, and and they'll work really hard, and I'm really excited to get on the field with them. I think that we have a really good shot to be really good this year.
5: Now, in particular, though, you know Brandon Bowling pretty well, and I thought he stood out in the spring game of Mm -hmm. being the receiver, the guy who Mm -hmm. catches all the tough ones, the guy Mm -hmm. who makes the plays.
12: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been roommates for four years before this, and so uh, we have a really good connection. He's a really, he's a stud. Um, he catches everything and, and runs really good routes and stuff like that. So I think that he is a big addition to the room. Um, brings a lot of uh, in game experience and stuff like that, and a lot of starts. So I think that he helps the room tremendously. And I think the guys have really uh, bonded to him, and he's bonded to everybody else. So I think it's uh, added to the room and made it really made it a really quality room
5: were you and he going to transfer together or was that ever something happened or is this just because Arkansas State guys came here that you both came here
12: uh I was leaving I was the only one leaving um and it just so happened to be he had an opportunity and um to leave at some point um but I was leaving I knew I was leaving um I didn't tell anybody um I just finished the season with my guys that I love over there and uh and then I had the opportunity to come here, and then I committed. And then um, he thought about leaving, and it, it ended up working out. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't plan that. Uh, I was leave, he was going to stay a senior year there, or his COVID year there, and uh, and I was going to leave. It was the best opportunity for me um, and stuff like that. But it ended up working out. Mm-hmm. In the meantime,
5: you can probably tell us about Coach Anderson, mm-hmm. about some of these other coaches a little bit more than maybe some of us know. What do you have to say about him?
12: I mean, they're great guys. I moved, I moved across the country, 26 <laughs> hours to come over here and uh, in this beautiful state, in this beautiful city. Um, but I think that what you're gonna get is a lot of energy, um, and a lot of faith, and a lot of family involved. And a lot of coaches say that, but he actually lived it. I mean, there was not one aspect of my four-year, five-year career at Arkansas State. They that, that was never family involved. Um, and whatever he says, he's always been true to his word and stuff like that. So I think you're going get whatever he says he's going to do, and he's going to bring a lot of energy to the program, and I'm really excited about this year.
5: I think that's neat. I noticed Rowlett, Texas, mm-hmm. Kent Myers, Absolutely. Aggie quarterback from yeah. Rowlett, Texas. How well do you know him, or do you know anything of Kent?
12: Yeah, we grew up together. Um, he was a couple years older than me. Um, he went to my rival high school, um, Sachse, and I was a sophomore starting, and he was a senior. And he was committed here, and uh, we played against each other. He, he got the better of me that day. Um, but once he left, we, we didn't lose to them ever again. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's a good dude. He I talked to him a lot about coming here, um, and he said it was a great place, and he uh, was really excited for me. I just talked to him today, actually, and uh, he wished me luck, and he said he can't uh, wait to be back. I know he's going to come to one of the games this year. So, uh, But we grew up together. We've known each other since we were seven, eight years old. Um played in the same little peewee league um and stuff like that so i've known his parents i've known him forever um so he was a big influence coming here i knew i knew he played here uh, we played my freshman year here mm-hmm. arkansas state mm-hmm. um so that was big i knew about the town um and stuff like that so it, he was a big influence on that and i called him and i was hey i'm thinking about coming he was super excited he was uh, super excited for me and my family and he was like, super excited for being mm-hmm. an alumni
5: you guys at Arkansas State in the Sun Belt, you've got a lot more games than Utah State did last year. Big benefit, do you think? Do you have had that year to come back to now play one more?
12: Yeah. Um, I actually have two more years oh, to play. Okay. Still yeah, still cool. um, so, But, yeah, it was a little different. Being out here, you notice real fast that um, the – different states have different rules and and different uh conferences has different rules so like we really didn't change much we had a whole summer off season I mean we finished our spring ball we had a whole summer off season we had a whole fall camp and we had 11 game schedule um we were, I think the one of like four teams in the country that played the whole schedule we had one cancellation um so that was a big benefit I mean our season really never changed um we still had fans in the stands it was is a little bit less but um It was a little different in some aspects, but I think it was good for me um, to play uh, the whole season. And and you really can tell that, like, they were behind because we were game four or five when Utah State started playing or even Mm -hmm. fall camp. Mm -hmm. So it was a little different, um, but I, I thought it was really good for me and Brandon to play the whole season and stuff like that and we got a lot of experience and then got it really just a free year out of it so I'm not complaining at all
5: because you were coming back from a year where you've been the starter and got hurt Mm -hmm. right the year before so you probably needed that or really wanted that
12: absolutely I mean I uh I played the first four games and then I tore a ligament in my thumb had surgery um and then so I got a medical from that and then I set out 2019 which I was really bummed about I waited my turn behind a offense two-time offensive player of the year and I, I was ready and we were playing really well and um, it just happened to get hurt, and things didn't happen go my way. But uh, I was really excited about the 2020 year. I was really hoping we were going to play. There was a couple of times in fall camp, they are like, hey, we're almost not going to play, and I was really bummed out about it. But it ended up working out. I played the whole year, and then um, when I knew I was leaving, I was, I was really excited about a new opportunity wherever I was going to land. Isn't it a
5: small world? Though you end up in Logan, Utah, where Kent Myers was from yeah. Texas, and now you're here to finish off your college career.
12: Yeah, absolutely. I knew about the place uh, out of high school uh, when uh, Josh Heupel was here. Mm-hmm. Um, he came down and we, he recruited me a little bit, um, but in that class, I ended up taking Jordan, and obviously that worked out for Jordan really well. He's doing he's doing great, um, and it worked out for everybody. I was just going to stay closer to home um, out of all the offers I had, but I knew about Kent coming uh, here. I watched them the whole time. Um, Stuff like that. And I knew about the town. I'd never been here. So the day I moved in was the first time I moved here uh, and seen it. But, uh, no, I've always known about it. I've always known it was in Logan. Um, But it's just kind of ironic that it ended up being the place I land for to finish out my career. Well, I know if Coach Anderson's going to take a new job and he's going to bring you in, he has a lot of faith in you.
5: We have seen Andrew Peasley. We know he can play. I think we're feeling pretty good about quarterback this year at Utah State.
12: Logan, good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
4: Great job by Al Lewis there, uh, and big thanks to him for allowing us to use the audio. Uh, that is Logan Bonner, transfer quarterback from Arkansas State, looking to compete for this starting job for this fall against Washington State on the season opener September 4th. We'll take a break. We'll come back. You'll hear from the other side of the uh, football, and that's going to be Andre Grayson Jr. We'll get to Bondo hopefully maybe on Monday if you have any audio for him. Uh, but uh, Andre, Grayson, Andre Grayson Jr. coming up next. You'll listen to the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Well, what shall we talk about?
4: You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can
7: opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30-plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality.
2: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Beautiful and unique we friendly people to meet
9: Hey Cash Valley, this is Moose with Garden Gateway This week's forecast is looking a bit cooler Time to get out in your yard for a bit of
4: horticulture therapy Our plants are looking superb Mention this ad
9: and receive 25% off any plants purchased Garden Gateway, known for gorgeous hanging baskets and so much more. Your gateway
2: to a beautiful garden
6: begins at Garden Gateway.
12: When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and
8: manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College
12: are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan.
2: Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: I here with cornerback Andre Grayson, Jr. Andre, welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, last year was different in so many ways. And I probably I don't know where you would rank it on your adversity scale in regards to just not only life, but football included. What are the adjustments or what are the improvements you've seen going into this season that has motivated you to want to come back and play at Utah State?
3: Yeah, so last year definitely was, um, it was tough, not just from the standpoint of the season being messed up, but from a mental standpoint, things weren't going right really for anybody and you know you can kind of start to fade out of it and start to forget why you're here and why you do it but the switch has been amazing you know it feels good to be back on track everybody's back focused we're looking at a full regular season again so um, and the culture is being built back up so that's that's really important and um, things are looking good so far
4: what have you learned most about yourself from this past season to i mean just i guess you're about yourself from the past season what have you learned most about yourself
3: Um, I learned that I'm mentally tougher than I thought. (laughs) Definitely uh, learned that, you know, um, there's always ups and downs, but I, I definitely have learned that when I sit down and I self reflect and realize what I'm trying to obtain and my goals this season that there's really nothing that can stop me or knock off my focus when I'm when I'm locked in on what I want to do.
4: Uh Shaq Bond's back. He got a bunch of I they call him super seniors, quote unquote. But I mean how nice to have Shaq Bond back in your or Shaq Bond back in your corner, same side of the field.
3: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Shaq's a um man, Shaq's a baller for sure and uh obviously a lot of experience, you know, it's good. It's, it makes me feel comfortable knowing that there's experience back there. Um he knows what he's doing and just with all the all the guys that are older, you know, coming back it's like, man. You know, that could have been it. Last year could have been it for a lot of them. But, you know, we're back, and um, it it feels good to to be back and going at it another year with those guys.
4: I just got done talking to Coach Bonda. He is just a ball of energy, and it's so infectious. And that's just coming from a media guy. What has it been like to share the field with him and and have him on the sideline?
3: Oh, you know, you can tell um, he wants it. (laughs) You can tell all, all our coaches, really, you can tell the energy is they want it as bad as us if not more than us you know and then the energy and the standard and what they're looking for from us is 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 high and it's not going to drop and um that's just what we're pushing towards is high energy high effort and being the best we can be
4: uh what who is somebody that we probably haven't heard of a lot on the defensive side of the ball that you're excited to see in fall camp and in the season Mm. that's
3: a good question you haven't heard of him a lot. I mean, you may or may not have heard uh, of him a lot. Zahadri Jackson. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always excited to see Z. I feel like people don't understand how good he is, how talented he is, you know. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm positive that this season everybody's going to be put on notice and see
4: what he really brings to the table. What does Aggie Nation, what do you expect agonization to see from you guys defensively i've heard physical i've heard tough and i've heard very aggressive
3: yeah exactly those things you know and um i would add ball hawks in there too not just the dbs i mean linebackers d line we want the ball that's that's the objective is to take the ball away get the ball to our offense and that's what you can expect to see is that's our goal. That's our mission, to, to dominate and take the ball.
4: It's another defense that has their hair on fire, Mach 9 going at a fast pace, speed, greatest show on turf, whatever you want to call it. How do you handle that as a defense, especially, I mean, you want to put up points on every single drive, but those drives where it doesn't turn into points and it's you guys are off the field for maybe 30 to 45 seconds. How, did, how How's the conditioning level? How do you guys feel about going through that again? Oh, defense man,
3: goes- the conditioning level should be great. I mean, <laughs> the, the work we just got put through this summer, with uh coach jackson is we should be in great shape the conditioning conditioning should not be a problem it was um it was a lot of work this summer but i feel like everybody is in better shape than they were before And you know it's also a mental thing we understand that things happen you know you might have to get back on the field real quick and that's what we signed up for you know expect the
4: unexpected you talked about it already but uh you guys went from you, you played 12 games your fresh, or freshman year 13-year sophomore and then you played in three or starting three or four in this past season how excited are you i mean washington state september 4th and you got that death row of byu and boise state and air force how excited are you to get back to a full season of football
3: oh, no, i'm really excited um it's it's good to know that we're going to play a full season because last year was just kind of like it just it didn't feel the same you know you know just knowing that the season was cut in half basically and then we didn't play some games and it, just, it definitely didn't feel the same. It felt like it just went by too quick, and a lot of people probably didn't get to do what they were expecting to do, like have a exciting season, you know. But getting back to a 12-game season is, is a beautiful thing. It's perfect. I can't wait to get out there and compete
4: for 12 Andre. weeks. <laughs> uh, September 25th, 10 a.m. on the mothership yeah. of CBS. You get Boise State the team that's on this mountain for how long? I mean, just tell me your thoughts of getting them on, like, the channel uh, and getting the defending champs of this division and getting them back here at your place.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty cool, honestly. I just found out about that recently about CBS. But um, nonetheless, it's, it's business, as usual, you know, whether it's 10 a.m., 10 p.m., you know, with the early start, we got to wake up and get after it quick. You know, everybody has to wake up and be be ready to go because we know they're going to come out and be ready to go. And, you know, it's just another day, another day of business. We'll be prepared and ready to do what we have to
4: do. Andre, I look forward to seeing you out in the field again. I can't wait to see you put some helmets on people's pads, man. And I appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to seeing you. Stay healthy, stay well. Good luck this season. That's Andre Grayson Jr., the defensive back who shared the field with Shaq Bond in the backfield. Very experienced defensive backfield. And a very talented defense, a lot of speed, but a very aggressive defense. Boy, they are mean. If you saw Spring Ball, you know what I'm talking about. Scrimmages again, August 14th and August 21st. The 21st will be the Aggie Family Fun Football Day, where kids will have a chance and parents will have a chance to, be able to meet the players and the coaches, uh, say hello. We hope so, at least with COVID, we'll uh, stay away from us and we'll have. Uh, Have a chance to be able to uh, get audio from Coach Anderson from both scrimmages. Uh, Their practices are closed to the public. They already had day number one today. Um, Sounds like Carson Terrell had a great day. Made a few fantastic catches uh, for the Aggies on the offensive side of the ball. Looking forward to seeing uh, what this team looks like here in a couple weeks. And then, of course, September 4th uh, in Washington State in Pullman. All right. Uh, I had a text come in from two three zero five. Sorry, I had to leave your broadcast for a while, but I was listening when you were talking about coaches. Could you tell me what Matt Wells' record is at Texas Tech right now? Currently, he is four and eight. I gotta make sure I have this right now. I just took it out too. Uh, he is currently. Golly, now you ask me, and I don't even have it really right here with me. There we go. Uh, eight and fourteen. I've said four and eighteen. I'll give him enough credit. He is eight and fourteen. Overall, he is 5-13 in conference play. It's a tough conference. Uh, it was, at least. So, uh, it was at one point, but now with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, maybe it gives him a chance to be able to compete for that Big 12 championship, uh, depending if they can add teams in. That's still a uh, swirling mystery of what that team is going to look like. Team USA, France tonight, ten thirty or excuse me, 8.30 on NBC for the uh, gold medal. Keys to the game. Kevin Durant's got to have 40. Devin Booker's got to have 20. Chris Middleton's got to have 15. Uh, Rudy Gobert's got to have less than three blocks. I'm hoping Team USA wins. I won't be ashamed if France wins and uh, Rudy Gobert gets a gold medal, but I'm rooting for Team USA. We'd love to see how they do. When we come back on Monday, we will uh, recap the weekend, which includes, of course, uh, the... uh, Uh, Olympics, as they will have their closing ceremonies, uh, who will have the most medals, including gold medals. We'll also look at the baseball weekend itself, and we'll continue to update you on Utah State Aggie football. For now, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you then.